0: Logarithms NetMon Premium delivers real-time network visibility to quickly identify emerging threats in your IT environment. NetMon Premium is a free commercial-grade network forensics and traffic analytics solution. You can use NetMon Premium's powerful capabilities to search against all observed network traffic, identify abnormal traffic patterns and application usage, and quickly analyze full packet captures. Take the first step towards real-time network visibility Visit logarithm.com forward slash premium to learn more and download it today. Tenable Network Security, creators of Nessus, the world's best vulnerability scanner. Jumpstart your security program today and evaluate Security Center CV, the continuous monitoring solution. For more information, visit them on the web at tenable.com. ProxPN is the leading VPN service offering free accounts, excellent premium features, and an outstanding commitment to privacy and security online. Use the discount code weekly and save 50% off for life. NetSparker are the developers of desktop and cloud-based web application security scanners that enable you to automatically identify vulnerabilities in your web applications and web services. NetSparker scanners employ a unique and dead-accurate vulnerability scanning engine that automatically verifies vulnerabilities with a proof of concept. For more information, visit them on the web at netsparker.com or email them at contact at netsparker.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Security Weekly. Meet USB works by sending USB drives a sequence of zero in a way that causes devices to generate a detectable emission at a frequency between 240 megahertz and 480 megahertz. The question is, can these attacks really megahertz? Yes, (laughs) yes, they can. (laughs) They can. Well, the thing with me, though, Larry, is, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all been in an elevator unable to get... Cellular signal. Yep, and these attacks require that one: you infect the computer in the secure location or air gap network with malware, which is not impossible. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I mean, well, we, we yeah. see that the Stuxnet is a great example of that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. malware is certainly possible, but um, the thing is, you have to be in some physical proximity of the location yes. to receive that wireless signal. Yes. And my question for you is: being low frequency how does that affect physically where i need to be and what physical environment needs to happen to get that signal that's a good question
1: so looking at this based on the 240 to 480 megahertz Mm -hmm. um you're going to be you're going to need to be in relative close proximity within a couple hundred yards now I read the article, and there's ways that you can f- change this. So mm-hmm. it's effectively plugging in a USB, and you're toggling I.O.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. A USB device also has to be plugged into the victim U- system.
1: Any, uh, and I would argue a, any USB device. And, uh, right. There and, were some limitations. Some of them
0: worked better than others, and right. others didn't worry. They talk, right, about, because the they talk yeah. about EM, radiation, can, uh, and all this stuff.
2: Yeah. Can, uh, can I ask, uh, Larry, on, uh, uh, my understanding of reading the article, just to sort of expand a little bit, is that the receiver was some sort of GNU radio implementation yes. that is set up to receive the custom right. traffic. In, in, with respect to toggling the I.O., are you toggling I.O. at the frequency um, that you're trying to transmit, or how does that piece work? Yes, either? you're toggling it at the, trans- at the frequency you're trying to transmit. So
1: go check out the RPI TX uh, project for the Raspberry Pi, mm-hmm. uh, which, which mm-hmm. I, as well as the... Um, uh, RPI-FM mm-hmm. project. The RPI-FM is uh, a little bit more popular given that uh, it was featured in Make Magazine, and it effectively uses one of the GPIO pins on the Raspberry Pi. You put a 30-centimeter piece of wire on it, and it turns it into an FM transmitter. Mm-hmm. You can load up a bunch of wave files and MP3s transmit. and stuff and <laughs> transmit it to your radio. Mm-hmm. Think, a- And it's perfectly legal in that you can do low-power transmitter and I don't remember the exact There's um, a, uh, a, a Cap on the output, and I've got uh, and notice I've got the FCC public notice already open in my face. There's a a wattage. Yep, there's uh, it's like half a watt or something like that. Um, so I think no, sorry, hundred milliwatts or something like that. think Mr. Microphone. Do you remember the Mr. Microphone, Paul? Growing up, so Mr. Microphone was basically a microphone that had an FM transmitter in it. Jack, do you remember yeah, Mr. Microphone? Yeah, yeah. All right, see. Um, and it was a microphone with an FM transmitter in it. And you could turn your radio to a specific frequency uh, and you could broadcast into the radio. I'm on radio, Mom. And it was a low power FM transmitter that was uh, permitted yeah. by the FCC. It, this is a similar kind of it's thing. Similar, but just like when you buy a car and it doesn't have that aux input jack and mm-hmm. you get a, your XM radio and it's got a little but FM no, transmitter.
0: <laughs> low frequency will go through thicker obstructions um, better. Than higher frequencies, correct? If I remember my
1: radio signal, yeah, y- yes, training, right? Yes. So yeah, I mean, lower meaning lower than two point four gigahertz or something like that. Yes, it will right, penetrate. Right. It will penetrate better. It'll
0: penetrate better, but distance-wise, it's dependent. It's,
1: it's really dependent on the output power of the transmitter, and gotcha. something like this is going to be relatively low, low power. Which I'm thinking the, the, you need the, the, to be, be in
0: closer physical proximity yep, the, to the device. Which for me underscores the importance, and this is really, I think, for...
1: But, so, and and in this case, you can change that in that (coughs) the big one is if you just plug a USB thumb drive and you write zeros to it and Mm -hmm. ones to toggle the FM or Mm -hmm. the the transmission, you're creating electromagnetic interference when you Mm -hmm. do that. Um, If you just plug it in, your antenna is about yay long. Yeah.
0: But you can going to make for, up for it with the antenna on the other side. Well, not receiver, really. You, or no? you, can,
1: you can, but only to a point. You're I still going you. to amplify noise.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the other
1: one is that they said if you plug that USB device in on a USB extension cable.
0: Mm-hmm. The cable you, the actually the cable acts, acts, acts as the
1: antenna. So the longer the antenna, depending on what frequency you're so, on. So, I mean,
0: this is really dependent on the physical environment. And, exactly. and I'm not trying to downplay no, the no, attack no, because absolutely there, there is not. some sound research from what I've read. And you seem to corroborate my Definitely. story here. Um, But if you're (laughs) in a high security environment where you have such an air-gapped network, your physical security, I think, should have a higher Mm -hmm. importance than a lot of other organizations, which Mm -hmm. means... You're keeping, I mean, think about military installations. I mean, I even think about, and don't think of like Roswell or, or sure. nuclear power plants in Iran, which after net right, really yep. increased their physical security to keep people away. Now, sure. contractors were stable to access, which is how that uh, attack was effective. However, if you're the attacker you needing to receive mm-hmm. those signals, even here in Coventry, Rhode Island, where I live, the, is that an Air Force base? I'm going to say that's a, it's either an Air Force or an Army base, uh reserve base. Okay. Like, there's big signs, like- don't don't come any farther than this, and you can't even you can't see buildings right. there's, from there's, the road, there, there, right? right?
1: There's no way you're gonna drive uh, a van full of hackers into the yeah NSA with an antenna no, on the no top with in, the antennas on the top, but then NS I mean. Right. Well, without but before they go and
0: testify the, for without someone's
3: right. <laughs> rented green van yes yeah, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. you know what high, i'm talking about but okay. the higher
0: security <laughs> environments have those <clears throat> measures and i'm not saying every corporation needs that but you need to take that <clears throat> into account it is, it is limiting <throat> physical proximity yep. if you you have these higher security environments i <clears> throat> believe throat> it's worth the investment in that to to protect right. your physical cuz that's really right. the only way cuz like i guess this article kind of like downplays the well you know these machines are connected to the internet so it's hard for them to get malware. It's not really that no, hard for them it's to, it's to get malware like they're going to get way. malware. Right? There's, First an- there's, of all, there's another How go ahead Jack.
3: Yeah, just saying <sighs> even That Stuxnet level, when people talk about machines that aren't connected to the internet.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, most air-gapped is not really. It's air-gapped with air quotes around the internet. No, 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 it's
1: it's completely air-gapped. The problem is it's just really low latency. (laughs) Or
3: it's it's air-gapped, but there's some sort of bridging. Or
1: via USB, which means it's just really low latency. Right, Right. right,
3: exactly. But, But, you know, there are other things like... So get back into embedded devices and drones. Let's tie all these topics together. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Right. Drones you know, is an it, interesting, so interesting thing. drones, yeah. it, but you know, forget drones. Let's talk about what you've been able to do with model aircraft mm-hmm. for a very long time, which can carry a higher payload and have longer range mm-hmm. and all of those things. Um uh, you know... We're still talking
0: about pretty sophisticated attacks
1: that... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sophisticated attacks that I can go and buy everything off of Amazon and do. Yeah. Right. No, you're right,
2: Larry. Yeah, That's yeah, a fair I point. It's a fair point. big differences. I think one of the big differences is that... The the technology now today is to to do any of these things is much more readily available. Yeah, right. no, than it right. used to be. Hey, and and, and so and, and is the availability to the information to engineer the solutions, including you know Python libraries. Right. right, right, uh, right, right speaking right. of which, I'm teaching Python next week in cool. Las Vegas. Yay. Yay. Yeah. I so, <laughs> so want to take that course. Say, it's never say. offered any time I can
3: take it though. Say hello to my friends at Double Down and Frankie's for me. Um, uh, I but will. I, I think it was. Like last week, week before, I think it was the the Gruk made a comment about some of this. Though, if your nation state, you know, if your adversaries are nation states, mm-hmm. um, you need to factor in that tactical missiles are also something that need to be in your defense plans. Correct, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> that they're that airstrikes from stealth aircraft need to be in your plans. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Uh, don't worry. You know, it's, it's
3: like. And by oh. the way, you're still running Windows XP, in half of your fucking corporation. This is fun for us to talk about. Oh, yep, it, it's uh, good for as a mental exercise. But uh, so yeah.
0: maybe maybe you're running a network management system that's vulnerable to. you. Oh,
1: want nobody does I want I want to I hit one last thing. Jack, you say this is a mental exercise now, but I think this is going to be the, given the the devices we just talked about, this is going to be the future of data DataXFile. Yeah. No, I agree. And that we're going to have to up our game for monitoring of radio waves in
0: our environment, not just to Wi-Fi. Wow, that's a resounding endorsement for Pony Express. Well... <laughs> Well, the up- well, the up- well, uh, is just saying we've just saying. Kevin. Oh my
3: god. No, it's not
2: Kevin.
3: <laughs> we at least we've all done a good job of classifying our data and uh, compartmentalizing oh god, it. You are so curmudgeoning. Oh, <laughs>
0: damn, Jack is <laughs> <ringing the laughs> damn Ow! I missed I so <laughs> missed that. So missed, Sam, that. Jack uh, missed uh, that. so it turns out over half of network management systems are vulnerable to injection attacks including SpiceWorks. IP switches, what's up gold, which I have experience mm. with. Uh, Castle Rock, Manage Engine, CloudView, uh, another one I can't pronounce, mm. Ops View, op, Opmantech. op-man-tech. Up it's tech? Twi- it's in there twice. It's in there twice.
1: Apparently it's so vulnerable and, and, that they had to mention it. mentioned it, it twice. It twice. Mm. I mean, Ain't we've all known these worries.
0: systems are contain vulnerabilities. Um, and I think that the problem that and, and you guys are going to love this one, right? The problem that we've had with these network management systems is there's such a freaking pain in the ass to implement mm-hmm. that security is so far down on the part. It's a miracle if you get these systems working and installed and configured properly, never and, mind put and the and security around if, them.
3: Then if you get one that's easy to use mm. and you tell me it's insecure, I'm going to tell you to... Go sodomize yourself because right. I don't care because I can get my job done. Right, right. right? You know, and what do they all have? They all all have web interfaces. And you know, let's go back, you know, twenty years ago to, yeah. um, no, don't don't turn on the web interface to manage your Cisco gear because it's all vulnerable and that hasn't changed in decades. But you know now everything's a web interface and people who think that things like SQL injection are easy to defend against
0: haven't
2: actually written code and tried it. Oh, look, I used to manage my whole freaking network with Perl scripts and freaking TCL. Well,
0: you know what's interesting is that um, along these same lines, we're talking about the management system. Jesus, you're old. There was an (laughs) article that talked about the network (laughs) gear themselves. So Department of Homeland Security says, unlike hosts that receive significant administrative security attention for which security tools and anti-malware exist, network devices are often working in the background with little oversight until network connectivity is broken or diminished. Well... Okay captain obvious. Here's <laughs> like the giant if it like the broke, biggest don't fix it. fattest giant we told you so from the security <laughs> community. And I hate saying that, but it is because we can go back to DEFCON 7. In 1999, mm. when there was a talk about insecurities in network devices, we can go back to 2009 when FX gave a talk at Black Hat I was just about say, devices FX or Raven I, or like just, come how on. many of these people have talked? We've been about talking about this for years. Well, I think, that, I think
1: so this may have actually been an, on episode that, um, number one of Security right, Weekly. Exactly. Previously, there's the other a, name the, that, that I can't there's say.
2: There's also right. a presumption that you know things are architected correctly and that all the management interfaces on these network management boxes right. are in, like, out-of-band networks, right? I mean, that's the it way it's done. It just compounds the problem. <gasps> I, well, it, I sarcastically state. The, well, I mean, uh, well, Geoff,
0: you were at the university environment, too, and, like, how hard did you have to work to secure network management systems and networking gear?
2: I didn't run them until I was forced to.
0: Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> okay. But I was the person forcing it on the on the network team, and, it, I mean, it took years to, to get them to understand that not only does Six. this have a security benefit, right, but it also has an integrity to the network benefit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're like, well our number one concern is the network going down. I'm like, yeah. But if your uh what is the Cisco uh failover? Uh HP H- oh, yeah, HP C S A HP. HSRP thank you. Yeah. I'm like, if that's vulnerable, what what if someone can mess with that? Yeah. What if someone can fail
1: that over and fail that over to them? Yeah. I mean I didn't do that. But what if they fail
0: over and they fail over wrong? I'm like, there has to be an integrity and I did I I believe I did influence them to consider security, but it, it was hard, and I think I I still think it's a problem mm-hmm. we struggle with to this day. I, like, as did, evidenced did, by, right. obviously, DHS is issuing you, a warning. You look
3: at, the, I mean, well, and it's the shadow broker apart. thing
0: as to why they're doing that, right? right? Like, course. oh, there was a big hack, so, oh, <laughs> by the way, you guys need to pay attention to network devices. And I'm like, oh,
2: by the way, we've been saying that for like 17 years. But, but look, if, look, if you look, Paul, I can state this trust. in like one sentence, right? I did it right from day one when I was doing it. I put route peer authentication on. I put MD5 hashes on the HSRP. I put control plane policing on. I put like ARP inspection on, I put DHCP snooping on, all the features are there and they're not that hard to implement. Joff, yeah, but you Joff, you're missing an important has an point excuse for not but,
0: doing it. But, the, but you got to apply patches to all of your networking gear, and that's where it starts to fall oh, down because yeah, that no, means no, no, downtime. No, 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 no. Wait, that means it
2: mitigates. I mitigate those, those issues when I have things like ACLs. On the management interfaces, right. when I have things like ACLs sitting on the SNMP control interfaces, when I deny proxy app, when I deny IP unreachables, when I deny ICMP redirects, if you mitigate oh. it properly, your patch issue is so much. Wait, easier. wait.
1: So you mean you actually had support? I'm, I'm not going gonna, gonna to. You actually dip- had defense in depth. That's no, what Joph talking about. And I'm going to rephrase this very carefully. It's not that you did pressure. your job. It's that you had support from management to be able to, to do, do your, your job. job. No,
2: here's the actual thing. I didn't. I just did it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he got
3: away with it. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, when we talk about network here, you know, one of my favorite things to pick on, and it's not, did not my world anymore. But um, there's an entire industry segment of firewall management vendors. You know, Red Seal and Firemon and, and yep. that crowd, Be, because if you're trying to manage big iron firewalls at scale tools that the manufacturers give you suck <laughs> and <laughs> are insecure. W- what was the Cisco right. what was the no. Cisco one? Oh, yes. No, it oh, was um yeah. Cisco, oh.
0: works. It Cisco, was Cisco Works. Cisco Ironically, it was called Cisco, Cisco works. works. It right. didn't and freaking didn't work. work.
1: Right. <laughs> I got I get to tell you that was <laughs> it, it, it in the in the it. healthcare what environment was? that I was in when we had to do a bake off between Cisco and Nortel, they came in and they brought Cisco Works and they had two Cisco engineers try to install Cisco Works in <laughs> our environment we to make work. one demo switch and it didn't fucking Work yes. Two yes. Cisco engineers, right. two days but to make Cisco Works work, and it didn't work. So we bought Nortel. I was like, we should we should How'd do a, work out. We should them? do
0: like a security evaluation of Cisco Works. and I'm like, no, yeah, no never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right, and,
3: and so but it, it comes back to the point. If you if if I'm the poor network administrator even with a security attitude if you deliver me tools that yes. like, let me no, do that's my job no a great point jack that's and then point. you say they're insecure i'm going to tell you mm-hmm. that's that's cute i'm going to get my job done right. you know and mm-hmm. keep my and, resume and that's updated. really the and
0: that's really the problem it, yeah. and we, it, it, there we needs continuously to be a cultural shift yeah. we
3: in in a big picture technology not just security continuously mm-hmm. give people a choice of it's secure or it works yes and yep if that's the choice you have to make guess it pains me to say this but the correct answer for almost everyone is choose it works i
1: we need to get it, we need to get a story that both carlos and not kevin can comment on well,
4: so I, I wanted to jump in here and actually try and tie it backwards to the first story we were talking about to, to jack's point for most people out there the risk is not that someone's gonna be sitting in the parking lot reading CPU clock cycles or listening to the zeros and ones off a USB stick, it's that their switch is gonna allow the attacker in. It's right, that yeah. they didn't have time to configure the firewall. So what is the but, risk that we're trying to pass on to our listeners that they should be looking for? These kind of really cool research projects, or the well, fact that- you, you, know, do, Kevin,
0: you know, Kevin, I think it comes down to good cyber hygiene. So the FTC, in oh, this, God. this story, <laughs> oh, if segue. there ever <laughs> was a story that grinds my gears more, it was this one. And Lindsay just, Lohan? Let me, let me, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Let me go off on my tangent, and then I'll, I'll open it up for comments. So the FTC panel uh, was put together to counter ransomware. And many panelists agreed that better basic cyber hygiene can do a lot to help eliminate the problem up front. But my question is, what the f- does that even mean? Like, people talk and they use words, and everyone nods because it sounds great. And hygiene is just. It means you should use cyber deodorant, you should cyber shower, and you should cyber brush your teeth. Hygiene is like the most overused term now Mm. in InfoSec. I mean, everyone should drink every time we say it, starting now. Because secure does not come from hygiene, which are conditions and practices (laughs) conducive to maintaining health, preventing disease, especially through cleanliness. I mean,. So, thanks, Captain Obvious, because defenders of the Mm. world don't know that we need to have conditions and practices that are secure, right? The real problem is finding the appropriate tools, resources, and support from the organization to get it done. It's more than just saying the word hygiene is a blanket term that everyone nods their heads and says, yeah, we need more hygiene. Like, you need to convince everyone in your organization what it takes to be secure. Mm. I don't have to go convince everyone in my family and my friends that I need to wear deodorant or that everyone needs to wear deodorant right do, do, but with uh, security it's
1: one of the it's one of those two do you brush your teeth every day
0: yeah really well, I, I do yeah, so you don't but you, i don't you've have, never skipped but i don't <laughs> have to convince <laughs> i mean maybe with my children i have to convince them to brush their teeth yeah. but with most other adults i don't have to do that maybe you know their circumstance but okay, you need so to have enough have people DEF but you had to be yeah enough people <laughs> in the right processes right to do security and right. then you need tools like hardware and software and mm-hmm. training to do security. You can't just put this blanket thing out there. So this, this, this is this magic word this We all need cyber hygiene. Wait, Everyone wait, this, drink.
3: This came from I our
0: would, but I a federal
3: drink. government, right? <laughs> and so let's have a flashback to last week when uh, Josh pointed out that part of our battle with healthcare is that yeah. the government said you need to connect all this shit
0: Huh, oh, huh. Oh shit. Yeah. I now just want to all this shit. Very I want to make a blanket statement that I think will be the title for this episode, and that is Cyber Hygiene is bullshit.
2: Oh, come on now, Paul. It's it's it, it is quantifiable. Okay, and I, I, I from a consulting perspective, I point people back at, at the uh, originally Sans developed critical security controls, which are mm-hmm. very good practices and and in in their summation do add up to what I would consider hygiene. I think hygiene as a word is misapplied, and if that 's what you 're saying great yeah um, it's it 's misapplied that 's exactly what I'm yeah, i 'm saying i, I mean i, I don 't i mean
0: twenty <laughs> having twenty well defined security controls that you should implement is very different from people sitting around in a boardroom and saying, we need good cyber hygiene right and, right. and that's what, and that 's what but, I, I feel like is happening a lot of times okay. we get in these Like situations where, like, well, you know, security is but just about well, good hygiene, and no one's looking into like what that means is like work and collaboration Mm -hmm. and software and hardware and processes. And by the way, that's slightly different for every organization on the planet, and you have to factor in the risk level between a critical infrastructure company versus a small software company. The two different like risk models apply. Different. Ed, and Kevin, and wildly different. Kevin, Kevin sorry. Go ahead, Kevin.
4: No, no. I, these are all really good points, but it, to, uh, unlike job <clears> situation <throat> where you just be able to do things without management's buy-in, most of us actually have to get management's buy-in. And mm-hmm. This article may be bullshit from our perspective, but you have to remember we work in a very insular circle where we understand these things. Most people don't, and especially the executives. This article is it's a, it's a language problem. It's a way of trying to translate problems into their language they can understand. So yes, I entirely agree with you, Paul, that the underlying of what you need to do next is important. But first, you have to convince them why. I think everyone who listens to this show understands that security is a really hard thing to sell, and one thing we're really bad at is actually selling it. So yeah, it's a language point. barrier problem. Saying <laughs> hygiene is a way for them to actually conceptualize: hey, maybe we should do something, versus trying to just throw our hands up and say, "I don't need to brush my teeth." Well, but but I, but I way, think it.
0: What, what I think what's different is when people think of hygiene, like think of the threats to your hygiene. They're pretty static, right? Like, there's n- tooth decay is tooth decay. There's mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? Like, uh, our, uh, body odor is body odor. It's not drastically changing. There's no human behind the other side of your personal hygiene for the most part. Let's talk about biological warfare or whatever. But or, or you're trying to impress a like woman. Like there or are you know st- there's stat- but there's static things <clears throat> that affect your hygiene, right? right. In security, like, the attackers aren't static. So, right. like, nope. your height, what you term as hygiene, it has to change. So not only do you need the, the baseline of the critical controls, right, but you have to be looking at what's the, what are the other things they need to do to keep, Tabs on what's happening with the attacks that are coming against my organization. How are they attack? How are the I, attacks? I, I think. What are the motivations, this, and how do we need to change? I think
1: this ties directly to our interview with Marcus. You need to have some awareness of your network. Your network mm-hmm. is going to behave in certain ways. You're going to sweat. You're going to get shit stuck in your teeth, and you're going to get dirty hair. Do yeah. something about it. If, these if these three have, things are constant. Have. When something happens outside of that, like you get a cut,
0: you need to deal with that appropriately yeah I don't know. I, you know I've always felt that the whole the, the relation whole to secu- is, analogy analogy of security in, analogy security and sucks. personal health is just
2: yeah. it's just it, terrible it, it's a bad it's a bad analogy and also to comment on my cowboyness by the way that was in a uni- university context and Paul is probably aware that in a university context there were a lot of Cowboys because there's very little top-down going on yeah yeah you,
0: ha, you ha, if you wanted to do something like you just had to go do it because mm-hmm. getting buy-in would Seemingly
2: never happen in a lot Getting of cases. Getting buy in would take yeah. a committee, a committee on committees, yeah, which mm-hmm. has to have a executive committee to decide what the committee on committees is going to do.
3: And if anybody calls you out, just cry educational freedom or something like that, and
2: then run away. <laughs> yeah, we'll
1: yeah. That you, too. You, yep. you, so, you,
2: but you know, um, it, that made a great learning environment. So, anyway, enough of that. Can I'll we get talk, Carlos? Yeah. To,
1: can we get Carlos to pick a story?
2: Yeah. Well.
1: Hello? (laughs) Sorry, Carlos. Don't have them
2: open.
1: Not not to put you on the spot, but I wanted to see if there was something there that you were passionate about because we've been passionate.
0: Samsung phones exploding? That's a good one, too. Mubix
1: is snagging uh, creds from locked machines?
5: That that one was interesting from Mubix. Yes. uh, On Windows systems, I have to say, cool, Uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, You're plugging in a computer, the computer is being detected as as a network interface and you have the HCP, you're capturing traffic and I still do not understand why a machine that is not in a domain has to go outside of to the network and send those credentials. I still don't get that part.
0: And it, it seemed like to me that the Windows systems can be automatically tricked into coughing up the credentials with, was it TrustWave that developed Responder.py? Responder. Yes, yep, Responder and is fucking awesome. Mubix, uh, combined that with the Hack 5 uh, oh, Turtle. Yep. Land Turtle. Land yeah. Turtle, which essentially creates a USB <laughs> Ethernet and has a regular Ethernet on it. It looks mm-hmm. like a regular and I have one. I actually have to update the software to do what uh, Mubix is talking about or I need a, a different model of it. I was, I, nope. I was on V1 and it's V2 so I have to update my software yep. uh, to, to do what, what he was doing. But Carlos, I, I thought this was pretty revolutionary what Mubix put yeah. together. Do you agree?
5: mm I don't know. It's, it's a known concept. Uh, I would say it's a nice trick. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say revolutionary. It's a good trick. Uh, using, uh, using using existing technology. Let's put it this way.
1: I think this uh, is subject to Wright's law, Joshua Wright's law, in that if there's an attack that is easily doable by your grandma, it is now a threat. Mm-hmm.
5: This has been a threat yep. for a
1: long time, but yep. now there's a tool that is there that you can flash some firmware to, you can plug it in, and boom, you get credentials.
5: Yeah, because when you look at it, Snarfer. Yeah, all of the tools that he used were known tools mm-hmm. Was known techniques. Somebody else had already found them. What he did is he just packaged it. Put them, it put nice them together in
1: an interesting inter- inter- way. Yeah, but I, 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 I thought it was brilliant in that way. respect. That yeah. It, yeah.
5: Uh, and, and when it comes to OS X, um, he mentioned that he's still trying to figure that one out. Uh, the main reason for OS 10 is that if you go into your preferences, you go into sharing and you enable access to file shares in Windows. OS10 then is going to pop up a window and ask you, hey, can you retype your admin password? You retype your admin password, and OS10 in the background is going to take that password, and it's going to create a LAMN hash and an NTLM v2 hash or NTLM hash. That's interesting. It's going to save both of those with Mm -hmm. your um, chat 256 or 512 salted hash, Mm -hmm. that is a lot more secure. And then when you did your authentication you Just send it out into the network. It's sending that LM hash or NTLM yep. via the SIF sub- subsystem. Right, that's yep. what happens, and that's when, why when and that's wrote, why Responder
0: works. Well, we, and yeah. we should we should explain for our listeners what happened. basically you take this uh, Hack Five Turtle, um, which has a custom Linux software embedded yep. running on it, and you plug it into the USB port on a Windows system and windows
1: thinks it's a network network adapter it it
0: creates a a network for that which you it get issues dhcp and then you run the WPAD attack across that and essentially you trick you force windows to send credentials over that usb connection and it (coughs) stores the stores the password right on that it stores the password on the usb dongle then you take that usb dongle out and you've essentially sniffed the password of that system which I, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a great usage of a, available technology to make that attack yep. super Respond, easy. Responder for the win. Yep. If you're yeah, not using Responder, you should do. use it.
5: Yep. Yeah, and in fact, there I think there's it's, a, it's, uh, the HGP, uh, a GPO setting that you can disable Wpad on all of your machines. Yeah, oh, there's right. there yes. the, and
1: there's some still even I want to say Responder has some ways around dealing with Wpad. Um, as well.
0: It's interesting. It's I can remember doing a a pen test like years I, ago. I years remember. ago.
1: I know exactly what you're talking and you know exactly
0: about. What I'm ta- and it was a hard, but like the person had really freaking paid attention to security and mm-hmm. all the normal stuff just wasn't working in the way that I got in. It was WPAD. WPAD. I remember this one. W-pad. This is
3: this is kind of fire sheepy, right? Yeah. it's right. And, and it's right. Yeah, exactly. It's that, it's if you've paid attention, you've heard of these things, but now this is easy and um, yeah, it's you know we. we yeah. How many of us knew about the uh, vulnerabilities in things, and then Fire Sheep rubbed people's noses in it. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe that's. And, and it also, makes... he
5: did a lot of work marketing this. Right. Uh, if you follow him on Twitter, he had been tweeting like, "Oh, I'm going to release something great. I'm going to release something good. Oh, this is awesome!" For a couple of days, I think. Mm-hmm. Before he actually really, so so he did it, just like Mubix, Mubix is great at marketing himself. Yeah. So what he did is he created that M top uh, expectation of it, and I think that's another reason why it really grew so fast. Yep. In fact, yeah, well, I, I I think, I, I think it's, cool. it's
0: important that Mubix and others in the community do that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? Because it underscores a sore point that people need to fix, right? right? Like it underscores this like yeah. risk that. We all kind of maybe know we have, maybe we don't, but when we kind of make a big stink about it, then people start to fix it. So I really hope that what we all learn from this Mm -hmm. is that we have to go fix these vulnerabilities in our environment because it's just getting, as attackers, easier and easier Mm
5: -hmm. to exploit that weakness. I'm just waiting for Microsoft to respond to this. I agree, Carlos. They they
0: really Uh, uh, should, right? They won't.
5: Yeah, I I bet that there's somebody in the product group over there in Seattle just shitting their pants. Because Mm -hmm. I do have friends in Microsoft, and I remember when it came out, I got a lot of pings from them asking me, hey, did you see this? I said, yeah, I saw it. Oh, it's uh, bringing up a shitstorm. People here are, are, Mm -hmm. are pinging each other about it. So I know it created quite a bit of interest over there. Now I'm just waiting for them to say, yes, we're going to fix it. No, we're not going to fix it. But with the way that the new Microsoft works, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anniversary update broke Windows event forwarding in Windows 10. Yes. And for me, that's kind of – I'm hearing
0: incredible. from both
5: you and Jack, Carlos, Windows I'm hearing that Windows
0: update anniversary was, update was. broke tons of stuff. It,
1: it was. Oh, yeah. It,
5: it, 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 from my side, uh, as I was doing my slides for my class, um, PowerShell version 5 uh, help subsystem for some reason is not downloading all of the about topics. So that one uh, w- was in my face while I was doing the demos in my class uh, uh, on Tuesday uh, via webcast. Um, if you're trying to track uh, volume shadow service, service start and stop, those ones are not lo- no longer being uh, monitored. They're not being implemented. That's reviewed. not important. Those are not I actually had to create my permanent events that that look for the uh, Win32 underscore volume shadow copy uh, class being created and save those into the application log so I can get those logs. So I, I, I can track attackers in a network for a customer. So I actually had to uh, jury rig something for him there. Windows event forwarding is not working uh, for Windows 10, at least not in my lab. Uh, Carlos let me yes, let me tell you how let
0: me tell you how bad it is. Jack came in a little early for the show, sat in my office and told me it's come to the point Paul where I'm considering buying a Mac laptop. That's how freaking bad the, the, the anniversary, anniversary update the anniversary was. <laughs> update was a Just put that in perspective round. for our listeners. For, listening for a while,
3: and total train I like wreck. fell out of my chair. I'm like, what? So it's a complete and total train wreck. And then they announced that they're going to do the cumulative update only on Windows 7 and 8, which means that when they push out those kernel-level drivers that break your system, mm-hmm. uh, you have to un wind all patches, not just that one, and they've just cut the patch window rollback to 10 days. So if you happen to be in Vegas for DEF CON, you got the anniversary update over the untrustworthy wireless that you mm-hmm. got on even though you knew you shouldn't, and by the time you got home, you were screwed and couldn't roll back. Oh, and, and there, I have squirreled away money so that when in, uh, allegedly in October, the MacBook Pros come out, the new MacBook Pros get you know uh-huh. refreshed get, get processors from this century um well, there's, there's one uh, with my name on it that's you know i'm going i'm going to go find on, a genius on, on, and punch on him on
5: and then give him $3000 uh, skylake <laughs> sucks i have <laughs> to say that that You're processor really? from, from intel sucks it's yeah, Com- so the uh, drivers or power know. management sucks So I I really do understand why Apple hasn't gone with Skylake and they're running generations
3: behind. There are problems there too, but um, for my primary machine, and it's, hey, every every server in my lab for, I don't know, decade plus, 15 years has been some Linux variant or BSD variant, but... For presentation laptop, I need something that I can rely on. And they shattered video mm-hmm. um, and a lot of other things. And then they said, when, hey, here's one for you.
0: Wait, ask the production guys about the laptops that yeah, plays ads yeah. and the struggles we've gone through to just you, to get it to send something out to the freaking HDMI uh, port. <sighs> here's one
3: for you. On the Windows 7 cumulative update, the, the latest one, there might be an old PC in my house that can no longer play solitaire after the good <laughs> update, and that's oh, that's a crime right done. there. <laughs> I, 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 everything Carlos has said, everything I have said, Windows broke. Sol.exe. how do you? Do We're that? done because
1: clearly you use that as a payload for your it's, exploits. Uh, it's the it's
3: know, the right? database. It's template. the database that stores history and mm-hmm. scores and stuff. They shattered it. I, I, oh, wow. Microsoft broke Sol.exe. We're, we're, we're where's, done. Where's Bill Gates when you need him? We're, we're done. <laughs> I, I can't wait to you, my, go. My
0: gears are churning how I can replace Windows with other operating systems here in the studio. I
3: I, I hope to be able to go to, to, to Summit in November, and it'll probably be the last year because I've said so many evil things about... Microsoft all deserved, but I kind of doubt that I'm going to get that uh, Mm. prize next year. Uh, And it's all right, because they have made you make the choice uh, of get the latest security or have a functional machine. And again, if you make people make that
0: choice. Choose one On that high note We're going to wrap up the show <laughs> I want to thanks everyone uh, Thanks to everyone for listening There's more stories in the show notes More stories in the show notes Larry Take us out Man, this was a rough one But over